Well, thank you for having the opportunity to present today LEG Immobilien. I'm Frank Kopfinger, Head of Investor Relations and Strategy at LEG. I would like to structure today's presentation into three short segments. First, who we are. Secondly, why we are a first mover in adapting to a new environment. And thirdly, how our guidance 2022 and 2023 looks like. So with regard to the first point, who we are. LEG is the only pure play real estate company in German residential, i.e. we only focus on one asset class. We do not run a significant development platform and we only operate in Western Germany. Northrhine Westphalia is our home turf, which represents 80% of our portfolio. And Northrhine Westphalia is one of the biggest states in Germany, accounting for around 20% of the German population and about 22% of Germany's GDP, as is the industrial heart of Germany. Overall, we are the second largest German residential company with around 167,000 units. We only focus on affordable living, i.e. we offer residential space at an average of 6,32 euro per square meter. And at an average size of 64 square meter, we are talking about an average rent of only 400 euros per month. You should be also aware that 20% of our units are rent restricted, i.e. tenants are supported by the state and rents are below the market level. All of those items clearly differentiate us from peers and you get LEG with a very focused portfolio, a low level of corporate complexity and with this a conservative setup. So where do we stand after nine months? After the nine months, 2022, we are operationally and financially well on track. You see on the slide, all our financials are improving and this is driven by a strong operating business. We could bring down vacancy on a like-for-like -like basis to a record low level of only 2.1%, i.e. we are fully rent out and what we show as vacancy merely reflects the time between tenants move out and in. Like-for-like -like rental growth in this period was up by 3.2%. And driven by these strong operational improvements, as well as the growth from acquisitions last year, we could increase our FF01 by 12%. And with this, we are fully on track with our financial guidance. So before I come to the challenges, let me just give you some color on the market. There, the structural market drivers remain favorable, especially for our market segment. We operate in a fully rented out market, and this is not only true for us, but only for the entire market in the affordable segment. You have a situation where there is already a shortage for apartments in the magnitude of around 2 million units. And at the same time, new development will come down as a combination of rising construction costs, higher financing costs, and increasing efficiency requirements for new buildings. And this means that ultimately the supply demand imbalance will only get worse from here. And to give you an idea, we expect new construction costs of at least 5,000 euros per square meter. These higher construction costs would require significantly higher rents and you cannot rent them out for 6.32 euros, which is currently our average rent. And as a point of reference, as of September, our own book value was at around 1,839 euros per square meter and our portfolio has a gross yield of 4.1%. This means that replacement costs are a multiple of our current book value. 
Let me now come to my second point, why we are a first mover in adapting to a new environment. While we see strong operations and financials, and while we see a structural demand overhang for our product in the market, the environment has changed. And we as a capital intensive business model are faced with higher interest rates, the discussion on valuations, as well the discussion on leverage. Given this new environment, we needed to adapt our strategy towards a more defensive setup. And I'm proud to say that our new strategy has been described as first mover advantage by a bigger international bank. In this respect, we believe we also draw a realistic picture when it comes to near-term valuations outlook. So we, we expect that valuations will decline by three to 5% in the second half of 2022. This would reverse parts of the gains we saw in the first half of 2022, where valuations still rose by 6%. So under our new strategy shift, cash generation will be in the focus as long as we remain in this challenging environment. In more detail, we will introduce and implement the following measures, which will allow us to ultimately increase the organic cash generation of the business. So first on the top line. We expect rent increases for 2023 of 3.3 to 3.7%. This is also driven in part by the rent increases for the subsidized units, which we can increase every three years and which also reflect stronger CPI. This would result in the highest rent increase in LHG's history. Secondly, on CapEx spending, which is one of our huge cash outs for the business. We will reduce our investments per square meter in 2022 to 42 euro per square meter from originally round about 47 euro. And we will further reduce it down to 35 euros in 2023. This suggests a reduction of more than 40% in real terms, i.e. taking the construction price inflation into account. Thirdly, we also initiated a cost program for non-staff and admin costs, which will take out more than 10 million of our cost base. Fourthly, we will let our development pipeline run off. It has never been a big platform for us, and we will simply finish our projects, which we have on the platform, but we will not start new projects from here. This will bring down the entire cash outflows within the next three years. So for 2023 to 2025, we expect total cash outflows of 263 million euros which by then means that we have finished almost all our projects. In the context of the entire group, this is not a material amount. With this, we have no long-tail risk at our end, be it via material costs, be it via distribution risk, be it via financing costs or any other sort of obligations. Fifth, we remain a net seller. We do no more acquisitions since October, 2022. And we are in the active marketing process for around about 5,000 units. Unfortunately, currently the process is very slow. It takes longer than originally planned, as buyers are also currently standing at the sidelines. However, we expect some signings in 2022 with a transfer of ownership then next year. And six, also we reduce the capex and we bring down cash spending. We continue to invest into innovation. We continue to invest into our startups Renovate and Utili. With both, we position ourselves as a solution provider for the sector. With Renovate in the area of serial energetic refurbishment, 
And this allows us to reduce time and capex band with the energetical refurbishment of our buildings, which is one of the key cornerstones for our climate path and for the climate path of the sector overall. And with UTD, we position ourselves as service provider to bundle services for the tenants as a B to B to C platform. And with this stronger focus on cash, we change our key KPI from FF01, which used to be our original key KPI as it's more or less the, the cash earnings which we generate. And we change it from FF01 to AFFO. AFFO takes into account the CapEx which we spend and we believe it is therefore a better proxy for the free cash generation of the business. And on this basis, we expect an AFFO1 of 110 million to 125 million for 2023. The FFO will also be the base for our new dividend payout policy. And we also allow there for additional upside if we can sell units in the market and we could use parts of the net proceeds for the dividend as well. Driven by our new cash focus, we also put the dividend payment, however, for the financial years 2022 and 2023, subject to the development of the market environment. We will prioritize the strengthening of our capital base over payoffs. And with this, let me touch on the financial structure. This comes on top of a very solid financing structure where we have no major upcoming maturities until 2024. And in order to increase liquidity headrooms, we increased our RCF to 600 million euros. And we have also a commercial paper program of another 600 million euros running. Both programs are not used and serve only as a backstop in case needed when markets would be illiquid. There is only a total of 160 million euros of debt, which we need to refinance in 2023. And the first major upcoming maturities start from 2024 onwards, where we have around about 1 billion to refinance. In total, we have a long average maturity of 6.8 years, and we have low financing costs of 1.26%. Our ATV, i.e. our leverage, stands at 42.3%, which is below our maximum level of 43%. And before I guide you through the guidance, let me briefly touch on ESG as it's a very important topic for us. On this slide, you find our path to climate neutrality, which we expect to reach by 2045. This is based on the German Climate Change Act in accordance with the Paris Climate Treaty. We introduced our environmental targets already in 2021, and they are part of our remuneration system for both components, the STI as well as the LTI. We report our numbers on a location-based as well as on a market-based definition, which is why you see two lines in the chart. However, this is required by many of our investors. You see that overall we are well on track. Also, we reduce our capex spending for 2023. We continue to aim for a CO2 reduction of 4,000 ton CO2 for 2023. We expect to have a similar benefit despite a lower investment volume. The 4,000 ton CO2 reduction is based on what lies within our own hands and is not dependent on third parties, i.e., for example, if the grid gets greener and the electricity mix gets greener. We believe that we can offset the effect from a lower spending by a higher effect from tenant nudging, where we believe that educating the tenant can achieve a higher saving effect than originally expected. For the LTI target, 
we aim again to reduce our CO2 footprint by 10% from 2023 to 2026 on a four-year basis. And this mainly confirms our midterm target for 2030. We believe that there will be also some innovation along the journey when it comes to building materials and processes, the production of green power and heat, as well as the introduction of new technology like heat pumps. However, there's also a high degree of uncertainty behind our assumptions, which is also driven by the long time horizon we face. Therefore, we have chosen not to simply draw a straight line from our current CO2 footprint to the targeted one, but to opt for corridor. This gives us some flexibility when it comes to innovation, and it takes into account the uncertainties we face along this journey. You find much more details in our very comprehensive ESG presentation, which you find on our homepage. And with this, let me now come to our guidance. So for 2022, we broadly confirm our targets. We narrow down our FFO1 target to 475 to 485 million, which implies an increase of 12 to 15% over 2021. We reduce our investment spending to 40 euros, 42 euros per square meter from originally 47. In general, we stick to our target of a maximum of 43% LTV. However, we cannot rule out to exceed that level depending on the market development. On a medium term basis, however, we confirm the ambition of a maximum level of 43%. For the dividend 2022, we confirm the 70% payout ratio, but subject to further market development. In case the market deteriorates further, we regard the dividend payout as a potential capital buffer within our framework. We believe not to be well advised to pay out a record high dividend for the price of weakening the capital base at that point in time. On the ESG side, we confirm all our targets for 2022. Coming to the guidance for the next financial year. We expect, as already mentioned, a like-for-like -like rent growth to pick up even further and to reach between 3.3 and 3.7% at year-end 2023. For the AFFO, which will become the most important key figure, we forecast a range between 110 and 125 billion euros for 2023. For information purposes, this compares to an FFO1 for next year of 425 to 440 million euros. FFO1 is therefore expected to decline due to several factors. First, the shift towards a cash view leads to a higher maintenance expense and is purely accounting effect, but is shown within the FFO1. Secondly, there is a conservative assumption around our interest rates. And thirdly, you have overall higher costs from wages and materials. We will certainly continue to report the FFO1 but we will no longer provide official guidance for it as AFFO will be our leading KPI from now on. You'll find a detailed slide deck and presentation on our IR website, which will provide you with the details you need to have to align the, the old KPIs with the new KPIs. On profitability, we forecast an EPDA margin of 78%. Please be aware that we there adjust the EPDA differently than we did in the past to align it with our internal steering. As already mentioned, we are going to scale down our investments. Nevertheless, we will still spend around 35 euros per square meter to maintain and improve the quality of our portfolio. With this, we keep the spending level at the 2019 level. 
Concerning gearing, we stick to an LTV of 43% as a medium term target level. And as for the dividend proposal for business year 2023, we intend to propose to pay out 100% of the AFFO plus a part of the net proceeds from disposals. Similar to our 2022 dividend, we want to put it under the condition of the market environment for the time being. Once we face clearer skies, we are happy to remove this condition. And finally, we will reflect these new KPIs and managements and the company's remuneration system. This will be proposed to the AGM 2024 together with the new ESG targets for STI and LTI. And with this, I come to the end of my presentation. I hope you found it useful and it provided you with a first understanding of who we as LEG are and how we adapt to the current environment. Should you wish to have a follow-up with me or the management, please do not hesitate and contact me or the colleagues. We are happy to help and support you and your investment process. Thank you very much and goodbye. Disclaimer. As described in our legal section on our website www.seat11a.com, this publication is just for informational purposes only. This means it is not considered to give you any investment advice. Any opinion or recommendation expressed by the companies is neither given nor supported by us and should not be considered an investment advice from our side. Also remember that any opinion or recommendation expressed is subject to changes without further notice. The content itself was obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, completeness, or timeline of its content. Seat11a.com and its employees disclaim all liabilities for any loss that may arise in any form from any use of information in the video slash audio and from our website. We neither express any opinion on the future value of any security or other investment vehicle, nor recommend any investment based on the information given. Please consider the publications and our website as a platform for companies to present themselves, but you need to seek financial advice from an expert regarding the accuracy and appropriateness of the material presented or recommended by the companies in the publication, as we are just considered a publisher. We may hold and trade any time securities in the presenting company, may it be a listed or private company. By consuming our content, you agree to these terms and the terms in our legal section on our website.